0: Welcome to the HEAL podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Before we get started today, I wanted to talk to you about Dr. Bill Rawls. He has written one of my favorite Lyme books, Unlocking Lyme. He's an MD whose life was upended because of Lyme. From this experience, he had to change his practice and figured out how to heal himself. Dr. Rawls has created his own line of herbal supplements that support the immune system as a Lyme warrior. He offers a survey on his website to help determine which supplements you need. Go to Lyme360.com forward slash Dr. Rawls, which is D R R A W. L S to learn more about these amazing herbal protocols I've been using. Hi, welcome back to the Heal podcast. This is Mimi McLean from Lyme 360. And today we have Julie Yankonich, and she has her own company called get well with Julie. And she has also had Lyme. She's a fellow Lyme warrior. And so today we're going to talk to her about her experience as well as her current business where she is helping out other people with Lyme disease. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime 360com forward slash detox checklist. Julie, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to talk to you about your business and your experience with Lyme as well. So thank you very much for coming on. And uh, my first question is, can you just start off by just telling us about your Lyme journey, your personal journey with Lyme?
1: Yeah, I don't really know when it started because I think like most people, we don't really know when we contracted it. I've never seen a tick on my body. So I have no idea when I contracted Lyme. I think as a child, I think as a teenager, I can kind of like pinpoint this time when I had a summer flu. So I think that might have been it, but I don't know. About 11 years ago, though, I started having symptoms. Uh, I was living in San Francisco and I was in grad school and I was working full time at a very stressful life and job. Um, and I just started having very bizarre symptoms. And in my case, like many other people's, it took many years to get accurately diagnosed. Uh, for me, it was five years, I think, and 26 doctors. Oh, wow! And what, years. what, um,
0: like test did they finally use to, to right. diagnose? It was hygienics, it was hygienics. It was hygienics.
1: Yes. yeah. I mean, I had gone through the whole list. I mean, in that period of time, I had been working in healthcare. And I first started having symptoms in doctor's offices. My first time fainting with POTS symptoms happened in a doctor's office that I was working in. Oh, wow. Still no one ever recognized it. And eventually I got referred to a naturopath. And, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm doing research. And in my head, I'm ticking off the boxes. Is it this? Nope. Is it this? Nope. And eventually I got to a naturopath that said, has anyone tested you for Lyme? And I'm like, no, but that's literally like the last thing it could be. And so yeah, I had the hygenics test wow. and yeah. sure enough, Lyme and many co-infections.
0: Yeah, of course they all go hand in hand. And so um would you consider yourself like better, remission,
1: healed? Yeah. yeah, I'm in remission. I've been in remission, I'd say, for about three or four years now. By the time I was diagnosed, got to a Lyme literate naturopath who was also a mold specialist because I had also mm-hmm. had a mold exposure and that's good that hand, really in hand. me. Yeah. And I worked with this Lyme literate naturopath for about two years and was, I mean, very sick the whole time. I was bedridden for about a year before that and that first couple of years through treatment. And then I got to remission a few years ago and really cool. I celebrated getting into remission by climbing Mount St. Helens with my siblings and one of my best friends. Just really felt like I needed to like... Do something. Yeah. climb Yeah. Climb a literal mountain. I'd already climbed this figurative mountain. So... I did that. And I've mostly been in remission since I think one flare up, uh, just a little stressful period of time. I kind of knew it was coming and my Lyme came back for about a month and just some herbs and everything. And then back on track. So yeah, I've been mostly in remission for almost four years now.
0: Um, so you had mentioned that you, it took you like two years once you found your, um, naturopath to kind of get through that. Like that's a long time with sticking with a doctor, you know, like for me, I am just thinking when you said that, like, I don't know if I would have done that. I kind of, in my mind, always gave like a doctor or a practitioner like six months. And if I didn't feel any better, I moved on. Um, So how did you, or why did you decide to stick to that one doctor if you did not get better like the first year?
1: I mean, I was getting better. I was making progress. So it was just like two years to be like fully in remission. I think, you know, I had worked in healthcare for years. I'd been working with doctors for years professionally, and then I'd gone through 26 doctors to get accurate diagnosis. And every single one of those people that doubted me or questioned me or told me it was in my head, you know, that just sat very badly with me. And then by the time I got to the doctor that did my treatment, I fully, I fully think this man saved my life. I mean, once I got to him, it was just intuitively, I was like, this is the person that is going to help me get my life back. What was your treatment? Yeah, I mean it was a combination of things like I think like most people, I did do oral antibiotics. I didn't do IV antibiotics. I did a lot of IV treatments. So IV ozone was huge for me, especially with Babesia was my Mm -hmm. biggest problem. So the ozone really helped a lot with that. He's also a homeopathic doctor and like I said, a naturopathic doctor. So a lot of herbs and a lot of like homeopathic supportive things. Yeah. A lot of the detox and reducing inflammation, diet, lifestyle, all of that stuff. It was a lot of stuff.
0: When did you decide to start your own practice that kind of
1: concentrates on Lyme? It's just actually been this year. So funny enough, actually, after I got to remission with my first Lyme doctor, he and his wife and I started a business together. So we made herbal supplements for people that have Lyme. And so I was doing that for the last few years and it was a great job. I love working with them. They're fantastic people. But I really just wanted to be working directly with people and really helping people recover from Lyme. And although this was sort of an ancillary way of doing it by Mm -hmm. owning this herbal supplement company, it just wasn't as impactful as I wanted it to be. So I went back and got certified as a health coach. And now I've just been doing this like about a year. And so I have my own private practice that I see Lyme clients. And then I also work at Case Integrative Health, where I collaborate on care with Dr. Casey Kelly, which is just, you know, incredible. She's one of the best. And so, yeah, it's relatively new to me. I've kind of been doing it as an amateur for a while. Like, you know how it is. And you're kind of doing this too, right? You're just, once you've been through all of this, you can't help but share it, right? Yeah. Everyone that knows me knows that if they ever run across anyone that can't figure out what's going on with their it's health, or you get my number. I have talked to hundreds of people that I will never meet ever in my life. And interestingly, my maybe my favorite one was a guy that helped build my brother's girlfriend's uncle's house, this Amish man. This Amish man had Lyme. He figured out he had Lyme, but he didn't know what to do about it. And so uh, they helped coordinate for this guy to take a horse and buggy to his neighbor's farm to get a telephone call from me so I could kind of just go through with him what it might be like to go through treatment and what would be possible for him. So I've been kind of just doing that's this funny. on this. Now, what did he wind up, do, wind up doing? Did you just take herbs or? He ended up actually traveling for treatment to a clinic that's in Mexico. Oh, um, I don't know how or why. And I've, I've since talked to some of the people that work at that clinic I'm not really sure how or why, but they get a lot of Amish people there. It's like, I don't know if one person went and then just spread the word amongst their community. But yeah, he told me the whole story about how he and his wife, I think some of his siblings, maybe his parents, they took trains and buses because they can't fly all the way to outside of Tijuana, Mexico to get treatment for Lyme. And it was a lot of like IVs and stuff like that. I don't know if it was antibiotics or not, but a lot of like PC, phosphatidylcholine, ozone, right. Right. You know, the vitamins and minerals, Myers cocktails and stuff. So, so
0: when you um, help your, your clients um, and patients, what, what do you do with them? Like, what do you focus on something in particular, food or?
1: Yeah, I mean, food is part of it. I think when people think health coach, they think like food and lifestyle, which of course is part of it. But for me, I think, you know, when people come to me, they're either just diagnosed with Lyme or they've maybe been, been in it a while and are just not making progress, uh, so for me, it's more of like looking at somebody's life and figuring out what are the things that you can and should do to make this successful for you. And so, um, you know, I start with just making sure people get really well organized. I've got tons of sheets for like medication tractors and symptom trackers. And I mean, I sometimes think of myself almost more of like a Herxheimer coach. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is actually happening in your body? And how do we find this sweet spot of going after these infections, going after the root cause? while not making you feel so totally miserable or really harming you in the process. Like how do people manage that? So a lot of what I do is detox support coming up with like a really good detox plan for people, helping them understand how important reducing inflammation in their body is as they're going through this. So whether that is diet, lifestyle, supplements, you know, the full thing Uh, for me, it's really about helping people take this very overwhelming situation and making it manageable and doable. People
0: forget, like just taking supplements when you don't feel well. It's like, and there's so
1: many, so you can't many
0: track of them. It's and, such a
1: chore. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. And I think the other thing too is that because Lyme, well, chronic Lyme, no one really even believes it exists. No. And we have the CDC and AMA saying it doesn't really exist, which I think will be changing with COVID, maybe um, with yes. long haulers now that we're seeing that happening. But you have the situation where there's no standard of care, right? There's no, just like, this is what you do. So people are just, like you said earlier, I think it's really natural for people to start looking for any and every solution. A lot of rabbit holes. And going down so many rabbit holes, right? And so I've already been down most of the rabbit holes, you know? And if I haven't personally been down them, I know enough about them to help somebody sort of objectively assess the situation. What do you have the resources for? Whether it's, financial resources, emotional resources, support system and just looking at the full picture and helping they, them make decisions about what direction they're going to go and what is actually possible for them. Right. Yeah.
0: So if anyone's listening right now and they just found out they're diagnosed or they're still, you know, suffering, what would you tell them to do? Like what are the top 3 5 things that they should be doing at home?
1: If yeah, are not doing like, what are the low hanging fruit things? To totally. Just- and, and that's a, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I think that's a big part of this is that like so much of this treatment and going through this is so expensive and inaccessible to so many people. I'm a huge fan of like, what are the things you can just do at home for cheap and easy that actually make an impact? Mm-hmm. Um, and so usually what I start people with, even before they've started treatment is just making sure your body is actually draining Properly. So, I mean, I never thought this would be my job, but like the questions I ask people when I first meet them are like, are you pooping at least (laughs) once a day? And if not, let's fix that first. Cause like if you're not able to poop, then you're going to have a problem. Like you're not going to feel well while you go through treatment. Are you drinking enough water to make sure that you're hydrated and your kidneys are working well? I really focus a lot on like the liver system. So, making sure people can do things like castor oil packs, you know, like really simple at home, easy safe things that you can do to start softening up the congestion in your liver and moving it out and through. I'm a huge fan of coffee enemas, easy at home thing that people can do that. You know, not only does it help literally flush out your digestive tract, but it helps your body produce more glutathione, which is going to help you detox. It helps your liver move, um, which is going to help, you know, move all these toxins out. So those are sort of some of my really favorite easy things to do is start just focusing on making sure your body's able to drain. And how does food play a role in that? Another very accessible thing for people, right? If you can adjust your diet in some really minor ways so that, you know, you're not as inflamed and you're getting enough fiber and nutrients so your body can actually function properly, there's some really, you know, pretty accessible and, and relatively inexpensive things that people can do to make sure that they can actually get through all of this. Well,
0: it's hard, you know, when you when you don't feel well, you tend to want to eat everything that you're not supposed to be eating. Absolutely. Right. And so totally. I think really until I super, super cleaned up my diet to the point where it's like literally it was just vegetables pretty much. Mm-hmm. Cause I was in such inflamed shape, totally. but like you mm-hmm. realize like how much alcohol and, gluten, like those are the killers. Like anybody who's still having those, if you don't feel well, you, you're not going to get better until you get rid of those two things. Totally. Yeah. I mean,
1: gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, those are sort of like the top things that I tell people, you know, to get rid of, but I really liked, I know I listened to one of your podcasts from a week or two ago when you had Spring Tracy, that's from Gratefully Fed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I tell people soups are great. Soups are so like half, I mean, are you going to make a full diet on her soups? Maybe not, but if you can, great. Because they're easily digestible, tons of nutrients. They don't have all the super inflammatory things in them. Them and a couple of other like meal services that provide like paleo type things so that you're just automatically not going to have any gluten dairy. Yeah. Is there any that do you like in particular? I really like Pete's paleo. They're pre-made, mm-hmm. they're like fully cooked. So you don't have to do anything. It's not some of those other ones where it comes with you know, the stuff that's already prepped, but you still have to cook it. These are ready to go, right? And they're air, like, air sealed and you can even freeze them. And so I always tell people like, get 10 of those meals and 10 soups from Gracefully Fed, especially because I'm also a big fan of supporting anyone else that has lime and has started a business. So you know how mm-hmm. this insular our little world is, but they're great. They are good. They're good products. And so those are the things that I tell people, like have them in your freezer on those days where you cannot even think to make a decision about what to make for yourself, let alone actually going and cooking it or ordering it or driving to get it, those are there. So have That's those ideas. Yeah. Is your um, herbal company still exist? It does. Yeah. What's it's it called? It's called Return Healthy. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: And it's, um, I mean, great products. I still use them. I still recommend them. Dr. Werner Vosloo was my business partner. He was my first line doctor. Great guy. He and his wife, Maria, live in St. George, Utah. And they have a clinic there where, you know, you can go get treatment. But yeah, Return Healthy is great. Super good products. I'm a huge fan. I still use them a lot.
0: Yeah. That's that's great. Besides mold, because I definitely think, I think, you know... Lyme is the perfect storm. It's not just Lyme that we're getting sick. People who have Lyme or chronic Lyme, it's not just Lyme. I'm sure you would agree with that. So so. there's always, I always say something, there's something else going on that's triggering it. It's the hand in hand and mold is a huge part of that. Is there anything at home that you could be doing to to like, if you know you have mold, you you can see the mold in your house. Besides eradicating the mold in your house, is there anything that you could be taking or supplementing with to kind of get the mold out of your body?
1: Yeah, actually Return Healthy makes a product called Binder Blend, and it's a blend of different, you know, binders that absorb toxins. He made it specifically for mold patients. Dr. Baslu, he formulated that for mold patients because he's a shoemaker certified mold specialist as well. Um, so I love that product. That's one of my favorite products for actually getting, you know, soaking up the mold that's in your body so you can get it out. I think, you know, air purification really can help. So getting a really good HEPA air filter that actually deals with mold, um, not just one that does like dust and pet dander. Um, there's a couple of really good ones that I like. Even like the Air Doctor for the price, I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Air Oasis makes one that I really like. The IQ Air, I have that one. You can also do, there's a product called EC3. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's a really natural product. It's citrus derivative that you can fog your house with. You can spray certain areas with, I use it in my car because I have an old car that just like has some leaky areas in it. And it just sometimes smells musty. Can so I spray- you buy that? I, I had someone, yeah. I had a company come and spray that, but you can get that on your own to do. Yeah. The easy three, one you can get on your own, they have a ton of different products. They even have like little candles that you can take with you. Like when oh, wow. you're traveling. Cause I have I a hard know? time. Anytime I go to a, like a hotel. Yep.
0: Uh, I get Like okay. as soon as totally. I walk in, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have a problem
1: totally yeah so i travel with the, some of their candles maybe it's placebo effect i don't know but it seems to work the okay. other big thing that i'm a huge fan of when it comes to specifically that situation but i also just think in general when it comes to healing from something like this is mantras like i'm i'm a big mindset person i focus a lot in my coaching on how you can shift your mindset for healing. And I do a lot of recommendations around things like brain retraining programs, limbic system retraining programs, meditation, not for everyone, but for a lot of people. But I think a big part of that is that our bodies really hear what we're thinking and saying. And I'm not, I don't come at it from like a woo-woo perspective, but like the neuroscience of it, we can really prove some of these things to be true. And so when it comes to like a moldy building, Anytime I go into like a hotel that might smell a little musty or somebody's home that I'm like, you know, initially that, that thought comes into my head, which is that fear mindset of like, Oh no, I'm going to get sick. Right. And what that does is it like kicks up our fight or flight system in our brain and our nervous system, which then what happens? We do respond negatively. So whenever I go into a hotel and I get that musty smell, I just think I am fine. I am safe. I am not going to react. And I'll just repeat those things out loud or internally over and over and over again to just let my brain and my body know, like, this is no longer a threat. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in a healthy place mm-hmm. now. We're strong. We're good. Yep. You know, have um, you ever heard of grapefruit
0: seed extract? Yes. I had a doctor yes. tell us to take that as a pre like
1: preventative. Just, like, yeah. I just, mean, grapefruit just, seed extract is used a lot as like, I think as a fist and buster as well. Yeah. Never heard of it in context of mold. mold, Yeah. And yeah, That's what he had talking me.
0: So what else yeah. do you think besides mold that goes hand in hand, like with, like that
1: people might not have dealt with or looked at? I mean, I think, you know, it's like chronic infections in general. What I'm yeah. seeing a lot lately is people that got COVID yeah. and then that completely distracted their immune system. And now they've got it triggers Lyme, it. infections, the things EBV. that they had for Parasites
0: years. is another big one, right?
1: Parasites is another huge one. I mean, it's no one's favorite topic. It's one of the very few like areas that I just like wince when I think about them. But I treat parasites regularly. Just I mean, don't like, Google like, the pictures. don't, don't Google <laughs> the pictures. Because you will not sleep that night. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> I, I always kind of joke that like any <laughs> practitioner that like puts you on a parasite treatment should give you some sort of sedative because it's just so, it's just, I, for, for me especially, it's just, feels, ugh. but you know, like after you've done it a few times, like I do it regularly. I like, mm-hmm. you know, I do my, see, the thing is my first line doctor, Dr. Vosloo is from South Africa. And so he always had me doing parasite stuff. That's, like, yeah. It's... They do. They just do that culturally. They just like every six months you take like, your water is
0: not as cl- clean. Totally. And, yeah. Right.
1: And we think because you know we're in America and it's everything's so safe and clean that we wouldn't have that. We but all have parasites. Everyone has it. If you eat sushi, if you have a pet, if you swim in a river, like I mean, it's just if you've traveled to a third world country, like you're mm-hmm. gonna have some sort of parasites. And so I think yes, parasites is a big part of it. Molds a big part of it. Other latent infections like Epstein Barr or other mm-hmm. viruses. When we look. When I see tests of people like me and maybe you as well, you know, they get super sick. It's never just Borrelia. It's never just Lyme disease. It's all the co-infections, all the viruses, all the parasites, mold. It's just like this complicated situation of all these things. And then it adds
0: stress to it or not sweeping or partying or whatever.
1: Well, yeah. And that was my case. Like in my case, I was like working full time living in San Francisco, commuting to Sacramento for work working 50, 60 hours a week, going to grad school at night. My diet wasn't great because I was on the go all the time. Right. And just really stressed out for me. That was like the thing that really just like, I think shut down my system, but yeah. Yeah. Parasites. I would say is a big part of it. I'm glad that's finally starting to get more attention too. Well now with ivermectin, Oh, I shouldn't even mention that word. Right. (laughs) I'll get
0: us banned. No, (laughs) No, because I'm speaking for parasite. At least that's what I've been on. Like for the past year, I was taking that for my parasite. Absolutely.
1: Just, right. Yeah. And now no one can get it because everyone's yeah. using it for COVID. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that parasite protocol that Dr. Klingard came up with, I've done it two or three times throughout the years. Um, just to like get my system back on track. Mm-hmm. And still every few months I still do, you yeah. know, parasite stuff. This is great. Well, yeah. thank
0: you, Julie, so much for coming on. I uh, really appreciate it. This has been amazing and I I uh, appreciate your time.
1: No, I thank you so much. It's so nice to talk and to you. And
0: anybody who wants to find you, get well with Julie.com. Yeah, that's it. Right. Okay, yep. perfect. Any place else they should go?
1: No, that's on my website and my Instagram. If you're already a patient at Case Integrative Health, I see people there. But if not, I can see people all over the country uh, via you know, Zoom and stuff through my website.
0: Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime 360com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.